We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I'm joined today by Dimity McDowell. Hello, Dimity. Oh, hola, hola. How's it going, Sarah? It, it goes well. It goes well. Are you still riding a high after our virtual relay race this weekend? Ah, emphasis on riding because I rode my bike in a full <laughs> running relay. Uh, yes, I am. I am. I can't wait to spend an hour or so talking about it. Um, what about you? Are you still uh, feeling good, feeling strong and connected? Yes, yes. Although, boy, it was um, it was tough, and we should rewind and tell people what it is exactly. We what the virtual relay is because it sounds a little bit like an oxymoron, which is definitely what I thought. <laughs> Emphasis on the moron. No, I'm joking. Um, when you said, <laughs> um, yeah, you were a little skeptical when we when I pulled out. I mean, I am like you know, I would have been a good community organizer, a good preacher. <laughs> like I love good you know, events like that. So, um, so yeah, so basically when we were putting together Love the Run You're With 2.0, which is a virtual race series that you guys probably know about for the first version that we did this summer, we just had pretty much straight up race distances and um, we wanted to mix it up this time because um, if people were coming back, we wanted something different to give them. And we also wanted to kind of take the emphasis off of strict times and put it more on you know, um, community momentum for movement, connection, like all the things that, you know, if we put the emphasis there, the consistency and the miles and all that stuff come along with it, but it doesn't feel like such a um, load sometimes, I guess. And also the community is so much, you know, yes, people miss, um, you know, a good expo and standing at a starting line and having being chip timed and, you know, bananas at the finish line. We, we miss stuff like that, but, but, I gotta say, they usually like by the time I get there, they're either they're either like way way underripe, or like by the time you get there, they're kind of got that jelly because they're usually cut in half. So like the the exposed part of the banana is kind of jelly and gross, you know. <laughs> you don't like banana scum? Uh, <laughs> I don't. So I don't like bananas, but I miss everything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that so that you know, um, if people are missing. You know, so much of what a race is, is feeling a part of something bigger than yourself and that sense of shared purpose and community. And so that was, you were like, we can do that with a virtual relay race. And and I guess I didn't think it was, um, it was an unusual idea. I will say that, but I didn't, um, I mainly couldn't understand how the logistics of it were, were going to work. So... <laughs> And then you kind of figure it out as you go along, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so talk about, Dim, the logistics in the six-hour versus the 12-hour and that type of stuff. What we wanted to do, just to make it easy 
as easy as possible for everybody. Um, so there were teams of six. And first of all, before we go too far, I have to give a major hat tip to Melissa Thaburge, who is the admin in the Train Like a Mother Club. She spent a good part of a weekend pulling together um, nearly 150 teams. Um, mm -hmm. And so, and I did not do any of that. I totally <laughs> passed that baton to her and want to give her the credit for doing that. Um, okay, so we had teams of six and they could choose to either run as an individual, you could choose to run either once, which would put you on a six hour team or twice, which would put you on a 12 hour team. You're going to run for an hour. So that way, you know, like it made it kind of crisp. So it wasn't like, you know, in a Ragnar where you go, okay, this leg is 4.55 miles because it ends up at a nice place where you can pass your baton, mm -hmm. you know, so we just made it just a crisp one hour so that like, you know, if the team started at 6am, someone goes off at 6am, someone goes off at 7am, someone goes off at 8am. And you can also adjust for time zones in there too, which is nice. Um, we had mostly the teams, Melissa, and, and the teams were, were mostly ran, uh, randomly organized, which was also the point, which, because sometimes you come into a group like this and it's a bigger group and maybe, you know, a people know each other because they've been a part of the AMR community for a long time, but there's also a lot of new people. And we wanted to make sure that it wasn't like, okay, here are all the OG BAMers and they, they made their teams. Mm -hmm. And then we've got this like random group of people that, kind of standing around nervously in the corner like we didn't want that um yeah. so put together just teams based on time zones and um we had a relay wrangler who was the captain of the team and so it was her job to you know connect connect everybody and come up with a team name um you know figure out if they're going to run on saturday or sunday you know assign people their legs all that kind of stuff so so it worked mm -hmm. out um pretty well and then we also had some alternative teams to accommodate basically people, basically to accommodate me. I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, that would be the dimity section of the relay. <laughs> so anybody who um, was not interested in running either, you know, didn't want to run in August or um, had an injury or something like that. So like my team had um, a couple people who were injured. We had uh, Jill who broke her toe, like, I don't know, like a week or so before the relay started. Mm. Um, so it just kind of, it was more of a catch-all. And so we had some, there was one alternative team I know that biked, all six, all six women biked. Or, um, mm. But like my team, one woman, I think two people ran, one walked, two kayaked, and oh. bike. And maybe two biked. I can't remember. We had a, a bunch of different modalities. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Modalities. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah. And people just got so creative and we'll talk more about that because what we're going to do, I mean, the, so we have a private Facebook page for our love the run you're with series. And so on race weekend, the thing was just blowing up the internet uh, with photos and videos and just like so much creativity and fun and sassiness and zaniness and so I'm looking at the whole thing. I'm like, oh my gosh, we got to share this with the podcast community. And so that's, you know, I was like, damn, let's get together some women who took part in the relay and have them talk about their experiences. So that's definitely what we're going to be doing. We got three women. Um, and because, you know, we talked about how it foster community. I truly, Dimity, could feel my teammates urging me on during my two runs. I did the 12 hour one. As, as surely as I feel it, you know, I've done, I don't know, probably more than a dozen in-person relays. And it felt, I, I mean, I honestly thought I was going to get back to my starting point and there would be a van. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like these people, I, I like took off. I, oh gosh, my first run I did out at a trail I've never been to because 
Molly and I also wanted to go swimming and somebody said, oh yeah, you can swim out at this place called Rooster Rock. And ended up, no, they meant like you could frolic in the water. So there was no, you know, putting on a cap and putting your face in the water. But um, so I go off on this trail that I've never been on before. And it was way hillier than the reviews on the internet had said. But I was like, I got to go. I got to go because my team's counting on me. Oh, my gosh. That is awesome. Yeah, I definitely felt it. But it had all the, you know, the accoutrements of things that, you know, might be a little... um, challenging, shall we say, at um, <laughs> relays, you know, with, uh, you could use your own bathroom, you could pick your own route. Um, you know, it's like your teammates are coming at you mostly over text or video. So like, you might not, you know, have to smell the gas, their gas in the van or have <laughs> loudly or something like that, you know, <laughs> it's like all the best parts of a relay without... Um, yeah, I mean, you got your own refrigerator, I took a nap in my bed during, during, but in between my two legs. And I mean, also, it was just super fun. So you alluded to how people, how teams kept in touch. I mean, um, so I've started running with this new woman, Trisha. Um, Well, she's not a new woman. I've recently started running with someone, a new friend for me. And um, her team, we went running on Tuesday and she showed me like part of the text thread that her team had. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm surprised your phone didn't just like catch on fire. And so my team instead, um, my Wrangler, Sarah Martinez down in California, she's used this app called Marco Polo that I know, Dim, you are familiar with because your kids share videos with um, like your parents. Yes, your mom and stuff. And yeah. how they talk to each other. Yeah, so, and it, and it's, it's basically like a repository of videos. You You can just you know, make your own short little video right there. And it just waits until someone gets to it. So I can't stand notifications on phone. So I did not set notifications. So I could just go into Marco Polo at at my leisure and see what other teammates had said. But there was a lot of back and forth people, you know, Sandy on my team would be like, oh, you know, Joe, I love the way you did this, that, and the other thing. And oh, that's so clever. I'm like, oh my gosh, Sandy, I love you for commenting on other people's videos. It's very, I mean, it just, it was just, and what, you know, there's, it was just such a, a light way to get through a tough time, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, so um, Trisha, my new running buddy, she said um, that she felt she was loved the entire weekend. Oh. And, and I was like, I love it because the name of it is love the run you're with and you felt loved. And, you know, and so she's like, oh, now I'm back to my regular life. But, you know, it was nice to step out of it for for a day and just feel that, um, again, we're going to keep coming back to the word connection. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very fun out for one second and just say, yes, we're going to talk about this relay um, and kind of how it was organized and people's personal experiences. But I I think that it's representative of the greater AMR community. I mean, back, you know, for 10 plus years, almost not quite that long, but, you know, a lot of times people would ask me what AMR is and they're like, do you get together and run every Saturday morning? I'm like, no, it's not a group run. Do you have a race? No, it's not a race. I'm like, it's just a community. And, you know, we just are connected to each other and we help each other and we virtually push each other out the door. And it was hard, I think, for some people to, um, because we didn't have our like 20 second elevator speech, you know, pitch down, you know, like, I'm like, you know, I'm struggling to explain it. They're struggling to understand it. And now (laughs) you come into this and it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is what a community is. And this is how important it is. And it just Mm -hmm. really, um, and so again, like, I don't want you to like, I mean, you can turn it off, but this isn't about like, hey, here's a party and you weren't invited if you're not in love the run. Like that's definitely not the vibe that we want to give off um, yeah. or that we want to celebrate the connection that we felt and um, and a fun time in this um, 
in, and again, like I said, these trying times. And, and to that end, I'm just going to read a short little thing that um, one of the uh, runners wrote. She was on team coronavirus um, <laughs> and uh, her name is Mary Rogers. And she wrote this and um, we had an award ceremony earlier this morning and I read it. Uh, I got a little teary. I'm going to do my best not to get teary right now. Um, it, seems, it seems like the world is falling apart at the seams. Fires, hurricanes, politics, and riots, figuring out how to provide essential services and deciding how to best educate our kids all in the midst of a pandemic is stressful. Coronavirus is no laughing matter, but for 12 hours, Team Coronavirus had virtually one of the best days in a long time. Each step of our 62.93 miles on the roads of Wisconsin, Illinois, Missouri, and Kansas showed us, what's hold us, showed us what holds us moms together. There was laughter and, and, laughter and encouragement, creativity, struggles, and achievements, all in the name of a common goal. I wonder why the world can't just lace up their shoes and connect like six strangers just did to celebrate what everybody has to offer. Mm. Mm. Boy, Dim, that, I, I almost, <laughs> is that too many words for a tattoo for you to get, Dimity? No. <laughs> just place up their shoes no but I just like it because again like that's I mean god when going into Ragnar I remember we went into the Ragnar DC and I was mm -hmm. I remember coming home and I was like oh my gosh if you just made the politicians get on a 12-person relay Ragnar team and mm -hmm. you know by the end we would have so many problems solved like there's something <laughs> so bonding and just you know communally oriented about being on a team yeah yeah totally totally well, all right. Well, after this break, we will talk with the first of our three relay runners. Please stay with us. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Our first relay running mother runner is Brooke Thames, a flight attendant and mom of three who lives just outside of Portland in a town called Happy Valley. Lucky for me, in pre-pandemic times, Brooke and I often cross paths at running races or AMR events. So glad you're able to join us today, Brooke. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thanks for coming, Brooke. Uh, so first, we have to know about your kids. How old are they? Uh, so I have three kids, like Sarah said. Um, I have a 14-year-old daughter, a 13-year-old son, and an 11-year-old son. Oh, my gosh. So you're basically running your own little Thames Middle School? Uh, pretty much, yeah. We have actually my daughter starting high school, so that'll be weird. But, yeah, the, the other two are in middle school. No more elementary. <laughs> no more elementary. Chapter yeah, a little sad. <laughs> So Brooke, uh, we know that you've been a runner for more than two decades. Please, you know, kind of flesh out the picture of you as a runner. Okay. Um, I was not a runner in high school. I couldn't run the mile without walking. Uh, uh, but then when I became a flight attendant at 21, I thought, man, I'm in all these cities and I need something to do to stay active because otherwise you can just kind of hang out in your hotel room all day and what a great way to see cities. So I started running uh, when I became a flight attendant and I did my first race a few years later. Uh, an organized race out in Honolulu because my parents lived there. Um, but then after I started having kids is when I really uh, started running kind of to just be moving. I could push them in a stroller and be outside. And that's my organized race life started after I started having kids. 
Mm, I love that, that you were like, yeah, I need to see these cities. I want to do it on foot and at a pace faster than a walk. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I have to ask, as you're a flight attendant, so how has your professional life been different during the age of coronavirus? Uh, I've been very lucky uh, in that I work for Southwest and they um, have offered uh, quite a bit of extra time off for people who could manage that financially. Mm -hmm. So I really haven't flown much. I flew a ton in March. So right as everything was kind of um, going a little crazy, but it was really just that up northeast corner of the country a little bit. So uh, it was quiet, very, very, very quiet. Um, And then I took a ton of time off and uh, I worked one trip in May right about when we started having to wear masks on the plane, which was different. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, like I said, otherwise I've been home most of the time. And then I just started yesterday an extended time off of six months. I'm going to be home, uh, mm-hmm. not flying. So mm-hmm. nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very gracious of them. They're trying to not furlough or fire anybody. So they offered this and it was ideal for our family to be able to mm-hmm. take that time. So that's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. For sure. Okay. So t- your team starting with its mouthful of a name (laughs) okay let's see if i can remember it myself so i'm a huge fan of the office yeah and we were throwing out you know team options and this was one of the names i threw out and thankfully they were they were excited about it so we are the we were the uh first annual inaugural amr love the run you're with west coast memorial celebrity covid19 awareness fun run Pro-Am Race for the Cure official training team. Wait, did you do that off the top of your head? (laughs) I did. (laughs) Oh my gosh, because I have it typed right in front of me and oh my gosh. Like, I'm like, is she going to get it? Is she going to get it? Yes. (laughs) Watching a game show, you're like, keep going, keep going. You got it. You got it. Yeah, you got it. (laughs) Uh, Yes. So it's a playoff of um, a fun run episode, I think, in the beginning of season four of The Office. Um, where one of the characters gets rabies. And so Michael Scott and his, all his craziness uh, decides to have a fun run to raise money. And, you know, it's a big check and all. So we kind of, I'm like I said, I'm thankful the team was willing to go with it. And I mean, I made myself a world's best Wrangler mug. And I mean, it was, I go off of his world's best moth. It was, yeah. I wondered where that came from. Well, you have, you had a picture of yourself with that, which was great. Yeah. And then you yeah. had, um, a picture of yourself. And so Michael, I, I, I can't recall the episode probably as well as you. Uh-huh. I know Alex, our producer, is a huge office uh, aficionado, so he probably knows this. Does Michael Carbolo, the fettuccine Alfredo, like during the run in his legs? Like what is Right, right before. Like he sneaks around the corner because he's going to get an edge on everybody else. And so he's going to carbo load. So he, like he and Dwight sneak around the corner and he just chows down a bunch of fettuccine Alfredo. And so you, you um, comp- copied that picture with your husband standing in. I did. I mean, seriously, like the attention to detail, like your husband was holding a bag, Dwight was holding a bag, like the picture yes. <laughs> being slurped into your mouth. Your, I mean, it was very, your attention to detail was, was great. So. Well, thank you. I, um, I like, I'm a huge office, office fan. So the opportunity to do that was, and like I said, the, he has his world's best boss mug. And I thought, oh man, I could do this world's best Wrangler and just really play it up. And my team, like I said, they are amazing and super supportive. And another girl, uh, Holly on our team, her and her husband also recreated the fettuccine Alfredo picture, uh, which I thought was pretty fun. Oh, I didn't see, was that on the Facebook page? 
I think I added it in the comments. I, you know, I felt like I was personally posting and I wasn't sure if she wanted it shared and then like fully. And so somebody else commented. So I thought, well, I'll throw it in the comments. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. I think, I think we need to share both of those on our social media, like yeah. promote this podcast. So you need to please <laughs> email me both of those. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sounds like you had some good interaction with your team leading up to the, to the relay. How did you guys get together and decide what you were going to do for your, for your name and that kind of thing? Uh, yeah, so we we started with emails, and you know, some of our moms are still working during the day, and so emails were kind of you know in the evening we kind of catch up, and finally we decided a Zoom call would be great, so uh, we set up a Zoom call and also a group text. So we did a Zoom call Friday night. We were running on Sunday, so um, we got a chance. We a little over an hour. We all just kind of chatted at nine o'clock at night after all the kids were kind of quiet and in bed, and um, so we got to just kind of get to know each other there, see each other's faces. And then we started a group chat, so, or a group text, I'm sorry. So mm -hmm. uh, that was how we spent, you know, Saturday kind of gearing up for everything. And then uh, my phone literally was exploding all day Sunday, which was <laughs> just made my heart happy. So <laughs> Ariel, uh, one of the girls on our team, Ariel, she and her family were painting their house in the middle. So she ran, went mm -hmm. back to paint her house and then was going to run again. She and I were, we live in Portland. We were going to try to meet up, but it didn't work because the painting. She came back from her painting break. And she had 182 missed like texts and, you oh know, like things on her phone. And I was like, oh man. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah. my goodness. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. So Brooke, I know you've done at least one in-person relay. You did last year's oh. host, uh, the mother of all relay races. Mm -hmm. um, so have you done any other relay races, IRL? And, you know, kind of what do you enjoy about them? And, and then did that make you be attracted to doing this? Uh, yes. So uh, I, I actually recall when I was in the car driving, we were driving to Crater Lake when I got the email about the Love the Run, or maybe I saw it on a, something with Dimity, but I was so excited about a relay. So I've actually captained mm. uh, five Hood to Coast teams. Oh, wow. Uh, like actual teams. I've been, I, I did do the DC Ragnar uh, one year, and I'd been on previous Hood to Coast teams. And then Hood to Coast actually has branched off and started doing one-day relays. So yeah. very, very similar to this setup where it's six people in a van instead of 12 and you do two legs each. So, you know, you run and you have a break and you run, but you're in a van instead of hanging out at your house. So mm -hmm. this was, this made me very, very, very excited because what I love about relays in, in real life, like you said, mm -hmm. is it takes an individual sport and it makes it a team sport and you get to get out of the van and cheer for people. And that's what I felt like the texts uh, kind of replaced you know, I didn't have cowbells, you know, out the window at me as I ran up a street, but I had my phone and my watch vibrating the whole time of just knowing that they were encouraging myself and, and others along the way. So. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I have been on, um, a, a real relay team with Arielle. It was the, she yes. subbed in on our Bammer Baster one. So, and she just, my gosh, she is the gal that you want hopping out of that van and cheering for you. She, yes. she was, so that's awesome. That's awesome. So you know, you've been a longtime active member of the Another Mother Runner community, which we appreciate. And so, so what did you expect a virtual relay experience to be like? And then how did it compare? How did the relay day compare to, to your expectations? Uh, I think it was exactly what I was expecting as far as, you know, being 
I mean, I think the expectations were pretty clear as far as they were going to match people in similar time zones as much as possible. I know some didn't, but um, just knowing that I was going to get five other people that I was going to get to experience this day with and kind of like I said, you know, hopefully I was hoping I would have a team that would want to text and encourage throughout the day. You know, we did halfway points and, uh, you know, we kind of did text to exchange. We actually sent each other little videos of like, hey, I'm ready to go, you know. Mm -hmm. So it was, I think that part was exactly what I was expecting. I think what I didn't expect is how much, which I shouldn't have been surprised, but how much we all just really did bond like we're still texting they were texting me before this like good luck I they were the first people I texted yesterday when I found out I was going to be on um <laughs> I feel like you know the another mother runner community is huge I've been a part of many happy miles I've done many many training programs but this just takes it and makes it a little bit more intimate even if it's only with five people but to see that little pockets of six people around the community got to feel the same thing I did that just made me really happy so I think it, it met my expectations, but exceeded as well. Cause I, I didn't realize I would bond with these women as much as I did. Awesome. Well, and so, no, um, yeah. so 2021, I mean, you already have the fettuccine on the stove, like what, tell us. <laughs> Cause I think we can eat already. Oh yes. 100%. And I was thinking, man, do, you know, do we get paired with the same people or do I, you know, do I try to convince another group of people that this is the name we need? So it may be a one and done, or it may be a, you know, let's keep this going. And I'm the wrangler of just this team that gets this name. So whatever the case may be, I'm excited to do it again. It was, it was a blast. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. Good luck. When you guys start school. Uh, we start next week. So they always start the day after Labor Day. We're in the Portland area like Sarah is. So uh, this week is teachers back to school and prepping, which my husband is doing right now. And then uh, they actually start their school stuff on Tuesday. Well, good luck with it. Good luck with that freshman year too. Thank you so much. This should be interesting. <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Our next relay participant is Lisa Curtin of Westminster, Maryland, a self-described stay-at-home mom slash pandemic virtual teacher of her two young daughters. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, thanks for having me. Hey, Lisa. So how, how old are those two young girls? Uh, they are seven and a half and five and a half. So kindergarten and second grade. And has, has uh, school started for the young school, students yet? School starts on Tuesday. We're very excited. Okay, nice. And I, what's the situation? Is it all virtual? Is it hybrid? Is it? We are starting 100% virtual and uh, hope to move to hybrid maybe October or November, according to the school board. All right. All right. Nice. Okay. Um, so we wanted to ask about your running background, but we're going to do that annoying thing. We're going to quote yourself back to you. Um, because <laughs> what you wrote uh, was so good. Um, so you said, um, Despite being involved in sports my entire life, I've defined myself as a runner for the past three and a half years when I learned that running was the one opportunity in my day that no one would touch me or ask for a snack. And Lord knows most of us have been there. So talk about three and a half years ago why you started to take up running. Oh my gosh, this is my most favorite story. But I met a mom, we had just moved to Richmond and I met a mom at preschool and we started walking every day when we would drop the older kids off, we would walk um, this little park with the younger kids in the stroller. And I just loved this because she was kind of my first friend that I had made there. And we were in the same season of life. We were both former teachers, stay at home moms. And one day she said to me, so I decided that I'm gonna train for a half marathon and I really wish you would do it with me. 
And I said, oh, that sounds like a terrible idea. I don't want to do that. <laughs> and she said, she said, please, because the only time I can train is during our walk time. And if you don't do it, then I won't be able to hang out with you. And I was crushed because I thought, this is terrible. I'm going to lose my only friend. And <laughs> so the Richmond tends to get a really nice streak of weather in February. And it just happened that the first day of her training program was like a 70, 75 degree sunny day with a nice breeze. And so I said to her, look, I will run with you today and today only <laughs> just because it's so nice out. And we did that first run. And I, I don't even know what our pace was. It people probably didn't think we were running, but we were moving and we were pushing strollers and um, we finished and I said, I feel amazing. And she said, yeah, you, don't you want to do it again? And I said, all right, I'll do it on Thursday with you. And so I did it on Thursday and she said, okay, this Saturday I'm doing it by myself. And I said, oh, time alone. And my husband said, oh, you should definitely do it. I'll, I'll take care of the kids. It's fine. And so I met her on Saturday morning and we ran and it was kind of the rest was history. I just, I craved those weekend runs and we ran that marathon and, or the half marathon. And then I just haven't stopped since. Oh, love it. That is perfect. I love that. Just small little bites. And, but I love that your, your first reaction after your first run is I feel amazing because I would say that's more the exception than the rule. So, um, so we're glad that you're here today as a runner. <laughs> yeah, I pushed a stroller. I mean, if you're first run out and you push a stroller and you don't feel amazing, like you could conquer the world, it was incredible. That's great. Oh, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, so Lisa, your team pulled off a nifty serendipitous trick. Uh, you were team number 75, and the uh, six of you racked up an impressive 75 miles over the course of 12 hours of running. So let me do the math for you, gentle listener. That means that each of your you and your teammates averaged just over a 10K of mileage in each of your hours of running. So that's impressive. Um, so did you and your teammates decide ahead of time that you were going to put the hammer down or did it just shape up that way? And suddenly you're like, oh, she did about a 10K. I guess I better do a 10K too. No, that's so funny because we, we were seeing all the names of the teams roll in and everybody was so creative and we were kind of stuck on what the heck are we going to name ourselves. And so I was, you know, jotting ideas down and whatnot. And I started to think, well, we're team 75. How many miles would that have to be? And mm -hmm. I had done the math and realized, you know, little over 10K for everybody for each hour. And I thought, oh, I don't know. We hadn't talked paces. This is supposed to be, you know, just love who you are. We don't need to talk paces. So I didn't want to bring it up. And I thought, whatever. And we named our team and we we're really happy and we were having so much fun. And the paces, people were screenshotting me their watches or their Stravas afterwards and texting them to me. And I started noticing that everybody was averaging like six or seven miles uh, in their hour. And I thought, oh my gosh, but I didn't say anything. And then when the last one came in and I added it up, I texted everybody and said, you're never going to believe it, but we ran 75.02 miles. That's very, very impressive. And I got to say, so we had a, a winner for the longest or you know, the most mileage, which you guys were literally just two miles off of being the winner. So I don't know, would you have run a little bit harder? Like, or do you think that you're happy with the 75-75 symmetry? I love the symmetry, but I did say to my best running friend who was on a different team, oh, I wish I would have known. I, I think I could have eked out a little bit more if everyone could have just eked a little bit more. But I'm so much happier that it's 75.02 and not like 74.98. Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> 
Awesome. Well, and so, um, so the virtual relay race, it sounds like you guys were in touch a lot um, over 12 hours. Did it shape up the way that you expected it to? It did. The weather was a little bit of uh, a hampering on things in that we were getting the rain. I ran in the rain. Some of my other teammates got in, you know, just before it rained or just after it rained. It wasn't until the afternoon that I started having, there were threats of storms. And so mm -hmm. I was scared. My second leg I actually did inside because they were calling for potential lightning and I just didn't want to be, you know, three, four miles away from home and have lightning start. Uh, but we did touch base back and forth. Um, we extended our relay. Some of our, uh, one of our teammates could only do one hour on Saturday and one hour on Sunday because she was working and another teammate could only do Sunday. So we did a majority of it on Saturday and then we had two bammers finish it off for us on Sunday. Um, and Lisa, uh, the other Lisa on our team, she finished Sunday and she had a glorious morning. She posted a beautiful sunrise shot and it was fantastic. That's, mm. awesome. That's the other benefit of this virtual relay is that, you know, you, you can work around your schedule. You don't have to clear it off for like 36 hours straight, right? <laughs> it, it was fantastic that we, we kept reminding ourselves, you know, we'll do it our way. And the one girl, Sarah, she had said, she said that she couldn't do it. And then when I checked the spreadsheet, she had her name down. So I messaged her and said, Sarah, you said that you were busy. This isn't about killing yourself. You know, you, it's okay. And she wrote back and said, you caught me. You know, that's exactly what I did. I, I, I'm going to try and squeeze it in. And I said, well, no pressure. If you can't do it, it's fine. You can do it on Sunday. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Nice. Nice. So, okay, so Lisa, you, you told me on a, a, the Google form that I recruited um, guests for, you, you wrote, the relay without a doubt strengthened an already amazing running community. It gave women and moms a space to make something all about them for a change and to connect with each other. The opportunity to be vulnerable and find support from strangers is rare, especially on the internet. And yet the relay event pulled this off in a few short days. So could you kind of elaborate on that for us? Well, I think if you're on the 2.0 Facebook page, you see just how strong the community is. You have, you know, a mom who suffered a terrible, horrific accident in her lady business, and I just can't <laughs> even imagine. And yet we, we all, you know, joked with her and supported her and her team. And then you have other moms that are, you know, coming to grips with, you know, a new season of life and everyone supporting them. There, there's no negativity Every team was in, you know, we, I posted our picture for our team and I thought it was okay. I, I had messed with some um, like emoji type graphics and spliced us all in, but it, it wasn't the most amazing thing I've ever done in my life. And it kept getting so many likes and hearts. And I thought, these people are so kind. <laughs> I'm just, it was so nice that you spend all this time being creative with your kids and trying to, you know, be the fun mom and do all these activities, uh, Pinterest, and to be able to focus on doing it for yourself and, and for your team. It, it's just really special. We don't get that time a lot. And the relay gave us that. It gave us permission to spend time on us, I think. So, I mean, when you think about, you talked about, um, you know, the, the downpour, you were caught unexpectedly in it. I mean, um, but certainly there must be a standout anecdote from your two hour long runs. Um, you want to share one with us? Sure. Well, my, uh, my first run, every, 
my uh, my best running friend is Erin, and she is in the group also. So we actually planned our legs. We talk on our aftershocks while we run at pretty much every morning. And so when she said she picked her time for the relay, I said, okay, I'll try to get the same time so that we can talk. And so we started running and she said, is it raining? I said, oh no, it's just a light drizzle. And then the rain started picking up and I'm like, it's, it's getting really, really hard. I can't hear you. And I'm worried that my headphones are going to get waterlogged and break. So I ran them home and, and left my phone and everything and just ran back out. And she was like, well, call me when you're done. I hope that you, you know, make it. And so I hid all my stuff in the um, garage and kept running. And as I'm running, I mean, it's just raining harder and harder. I have no hat on. I just, I really didn't prepare well for the weather because I guess I thought that it wasn't going to rain even though they were calling for it. And <laughs> as I'm running, my feet are just soaking wet and I hit these puddles that they went above my ankles. And I thought, I'm going to have to swim this if it, <laughs> if it comes down to it, but I am going to finish this hour. <laughs> And it was, uh, it was so fun. I have not run in the rain like that. I, I wouldn't have run on a normal day in that kind of rain. Uh, but to, yeah. to do it for a virtual race, you know, it made it feel like a real race. Like I was actually out there running because I had to, and I wanted to, and. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned, uh, something that we just both Sarah and I just loved about this in-person really. I mean, the, um, the, the amount of creativity that people brought. I mean, there were side ponytails, there were 80s rock videos, there were, um, oh my God, the batons, the baton situation, because you had to come up with a virtual baton. So there was like baguettes, there was body glide, there was passports, there was, um, of course, toilet paper rolls and Lysol wipes and two tubes of noon put together and um, shoes tossed from one another. What was your baton, Sarah? Lisa. Yeah. I know I'm asking you, Sarah. Then I want. Oh, what was my baton? Oh, um, uh, we um, we didn't stick entirely to it. Um, we we were doing um a packet of goo. Huh. I'm totally into goo liquid these days, so I it didn't look like it was the same one. We we um, we played a little fast with that rule. So that's cool. That's <laughs> that's why I, I'm like, what? You're talking to me? <laughs> hey, over you erase your rules, right? Remember? <laughs> yes. Yes. Good. He said, "What was your baton?" So, so we were kind of like Sarah, full disclosure. We, we kind of let that one go. The creativity started rolling in on Facebook and I felt like, and I think my team felt this way, like we couldn't keep up. We just weren't creative enough. But then we did joke back and forth that ours would be an umbrella because we kind of oh. passed the rain from one person to another. Oh, I think that I think that's super creative right there. Um, I think that's great. Yeah, we did a um, so we did a lightning bolt, um, which Jill, what, this woman Jill, the one with the broken toe that I talked about at the beginning, she um, she we did, we did a Zoom meeting on Thursday night, and because uh, we were running on Saturday morning, and uh, so I talked about making capes because like doing something that we could all kind of have something that was unifying, and she had like you know a satin cape like with like you know, 20 pins across the ribbon that would tie around her neck and like a satin lightning bolt. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I'd assign the task to my kids. Um, and then she'd made a lightning bolt with just, you know, cardboard and some, and some aluminum foil over it. So that was our baton was we passed the lightning bolt because our team was all flash, no dash. Um, so, so that was fun. So the creativity, I mean, I think that's the thing is I think some people were like, oh, I'm not creative, but I think, you know, it's, it's not necessarily 
like everybody brought something different and honestly just having the ideas like even if they weren't perfectly executed i mean one of the one of the pictures that won um the best team picture like krista who was on our one of my ragnar relay team sarah way back in the day um mm -hmm. was like yeah my 16 year old niece did that picture <laughs> like think teachers right to like execute the vision so I guess it's, yeah. it's not a way like, oh my gosh, I'm more creative than you, but more like, look what we can all do when we get our collective, you know, brain juices flowing. Because to me, that cleverness is what is so much fun about in-person relays. You know, the seeing a van go by and you're like, oh my gosh, such a funny team name and look at their costumes and all this stuff. And, and gosh, I mean, people just brought it during the virtual relay. I just, well, you, I mean, you had on your, did, wasn't it your team that did the, um, the check marks on the car? You know, no, we talked, we talked about doing that and I have, you know, the little markers for my, for my van and I'm just like, yeah, I don't feel like washing it off. <laughs> Virtual relay. Had, had yeah. you done a relay yourself, um, Lisa, in an in-person one or Ragnar or something like that? I've never done one and I can't oh. wait to do one now. Um, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into when I signed up to be, uh, volunteered to be the Wrangler, but I'm glad that I did it and I have so many ideas that I would do another virtual one or, and I can't wait to do a real one. Sweet. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's so much fun. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us, Lisa. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. Kind of a bucket list thing here for me. Oh, you're very sweet. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Our final relay racer is Emily Evans-McClurry, a certified nurse midwife and mom of two teens in Queechee, Vermont. Great to have you on, Emily. Hello. Thank you. Happy to be here. Good. Yeah, and when I saw you're from Queechee, I told you that I would share a, an anecdote. I uh, met the first, um, I'd had boyfriends before, but I met the first uh, kind of guy that I thought I loved. I was, I was 15 when I met him. Uh, <laughs> And met him in Queechee, Vermont at that, um, is it a private ski resort that's there or what, what's the deal with the ski mountain there? It is. It's the Queechee Lakes Landowners Association. So there's a tiny little ski hill. Yeah. So my uh, best friend at the time, her dad rented a place there kind of between Christmas and New Year. And they took me along with their family and so um, one of the standout memories was um, his name was the guy's name was Mark and he was there with his friend Rich and we were all squeezed into one car and um, there was music playing. The dad had music on and um, my friend and I are bopping along and I turned and I said, um, uh, what, you don't like the Grateful Dead? And they said, we don't like disco. <laughs> it was Shakedown Street. And I'm like, yeah, this is the Grateful Dead. Uh <laughs> Man. <laughs> so anyway, so I, I have... I run right by the little ski mountain on most of my runs. So you can <laughs> picture it hopefully mostly without the snow. Yes, yes, yes. Fond memories. Awesome. So Emily, tell us how you got started as a runner. So I was sort of that high school athlete who found running in college when I stopped playing field hockey and all the other things um, and continued as an adult. And then at a certain point, I traded um, my running for, for yoga. Uh, and then in 2017, um, I was starting to run a little bit more. And my then 10 and a half year old son got diagnosed with brain cancer. Um, 
and it was in one of his pre-ops in this like silly moment I got this email from the uh, New England 10 mile series uh, there are three races one in Portland Maine one in Newport Rhode Island and one in Vermont uh, and I decided that I was going to sign up for that because if I could get 10 miles done three different times in his treatment year that I would be okay. And um, we just ran a virtual Falmouth road race together last week. So he ran seven miles. He's 13 and doing really well. So running's been my self-care during this time. Oh, wow. Well, that's, that's great news to hear that he is uh, healthy and running strong. My gosh, seven miles for a 13 year old is not insignificant (laughs) for anybody is not insignificant. So congratulations to both of you. Thank you. So, so I did not watch Dimity do the Facebook Live, so I don't know what, what teams won, but I absolutely adored your team name, Emily. It made me laugh, and I um, talked about it on Tuesday with my new running buddy. So I'll give you the honor of sharing it, and then tell us the origin story of it and your costumes and baton. Yeah, so we were Cirque du Soleils, uh, just a play on Cirque du Soleil. Um, and I guess the origin story isn't anything um, more than kind of the energy of our group, which was, I was the wrangler. I was one of the people that said, I don't really want to be a wrangler, but I will if I have to be. And then of course I was, Um, and it ended up being fun. And so I just, you know, emailed my group and we were all, there were lots of suggestions. Um, The awards today showed all the creativity, so many good ideas. but I think someone suggested that if we did Cirque du Soleil legs, we could kind of go along the um, the sun because it should be Soleil, which my limited French is the sun. Um, <laughs> uh, so we all wore yellow and luckily I, I had a bright yellow running shirt from another race I had done, not my normal color. Um, and then I suggested foam rollers because what Bammer doesn't have a foam roller and if I didn't have one, it would be a timely purchase. So um, yeah, it was just sort of spontaneous and fun. And I think sort of the beginning of how our group connected, just a little bit of trying to go out on a limb together and and create something that would be doable. We didn't want to have to uh, spend too much money or too much time. Yeah, that was a good one. That was definitely up near the top, just just to keep, it did not win, <laughs> um, but mostly because we went with stuff that um, kind of captured the moment. So the two mm-hmm. teams that won, like the honorable mention one was keeping it real, dot, 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 distant. And their baton was yardsticks, which I thought was brilliant. Um, and then the winner was temporarily unavailable, which, um, you know, sometimes you get that little sign that comes up on your computer that's like, you know, temporary unavailable. And that was kind of the spirit of, the relay and of AMR, like go, you know, go take care of yourself, um, go for a run, put your phone on airplane mode and, you know, and, and live in your own head for a while. Um, and their baton, I just have to share was uh, a stop sign uh, on a stick. And it said the stop sign and said, stop, go ask dad, which is <laughs> so good. So anyway, just to finish my choices here, but, but Cirque du Soleil's was very good, Emily. Yeah, yeah. So I understand you decided to join the Love Series in part because COVID canceled a race that you'd planned to run again uh, because in 2019 at that in-person race, you met a bunch of badass mother runners. So kind of talk about how meeting people in real life then prompted you to join our virtual race series. 
Yeah, sure. And actually, full confession, I, I did join the stride into, was it social distancing? And then mm -hmm. I did the love, uh, the run your with series, the first one, and now I'm in the second one. Um, and it was the Beach to Beacon race, which happens in Maine, um, on the coast of Maine every August. It's one of those races, it's super hard to get into. And I somehow through the AMR training plan, through the website or Facebook, I found some other people and kind of like, who's going to be there? And we just started chatting. Um, and we met uh, at the crazy, busy um, starting line. And I felt like I was meeting old friends. I, I immediately felt comfortable. I felt like we all had something in common. I don't think any of us was sort of a crazy fast runner. We were just all out there to have fun. Um, and it just, it felt really good. It felt like I was part of a team. I was jealous because I didn't have a Bammer hat or anything <laughs> like they did. Um, and I, so I sort of imagined doing that We're in Vermont. It's, there are running clubs, but it, there's no one that works for me. And so I, I do a lot of running alone. So I feel like this podcast becomes my best running friend. And um, so when, when the pandemic shut everything down, I just thought, all right, let's keep moving. And um, through those, the first, the stride program, it just felt like it was so good to not be alone. Um, and now um, it, through the, the relay, we, I mean, even like last night and this morning, my group, our text thread is alive and somebody was worried they weren't gonna get their run in today. So she wanted to text us when she got back and that motivated her. So I just, it's amazing to just know how five strangers, our group was, I got to run two of the six legs. Um, so we only had five of us. Um, but we're, we're training partners now, even though we've never seen each other other than our silly costume picture. That is so cool. I mean, that is, that is one of the, um, kind of underlying things like, you know, when you like sneak, um, the zucchini into your kids' muffins or something like that, you're like, well, at least you're getting their vegetables, you know? And like, ideally, you know, I mean, I know not every group, you know, definitely, We'll, we'll do this, but you know, the fact that you guys are still texting each other and still enjoying, you know, accountability. I mean, accountability is so big when it comes to exercise. And so having each other as, you know, someone saying, okay, I'm going to text you when I'm back like that, that's, that's meeting somebody on the corner during these times. And that's what is so important. We all need it um, on certain days for sure. So very cool. And I, I just want to add too, I think there's something really beautiful about there's not a competitive, um, you know, we all ran very different paces and yes. we just all met each other where we were and there was no sense of like, you didn't run fast enough and we just really embracing everybody and everyone has different goals and different life stories and complexities. And um, I think that's really the essence of mother runners connecting. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm. Yes, I agree. I agree for sure. Um, awesome. Awesome. Well, so you talked to Sarah yesterday on the phone. I didn't get to call you yesterday, so I'm going <laughs> to co-opt this question that she has. Um, but you guys talked about you ran with your 15-year-old daughter and what she hopes to get out of it. Um, you actually said that she, you hope she takes the relay anecdote, or she hopes she tells the relay anecdote at your funeral, um, which is super interesting. Um, so just talk run together and like I love that you kind of we're not we're not wishing you know wishing to fast forward to your funeral but I love that it was such a special moment that you hold it that dear so can you talk about it a little bit yeah 
So I feel amazingly lucky that my 15 year old runs with me. She's really a cross country skier. Um, but we've been kind of doing this program mile for mile together. She's faster than I am. So sometimes I would just watch her run away. Um, and, you know, we've done some crazy things. We ran up and down the stairs in the, in March or April for the stride program. We got out on some really cold sleet days. Um, you know, we've laughed at each other skipping down the street during some of the workouts. So we've done some really silly things. And I did just finish, I listen to audiobooks when I'm not listening to AMR when I'm running. And I just finished the book Being Mortal. So I think I'm thinking a lot about these sort of end of life things. And so I did, I did say to her, I was like, you know, you never know what your kids are going to remember about their childhood. But I do hope that someday, many years from now, at my funeral or something, you say, I remember that rainy because it was really rainy for this relay. Um, and of course, it hadn't rained a lot during our whole year of running. <laughs> it, and of course, it was pouring uh, on Saturday when we had to go out two different times. And I thought, you know, I hope that she, this is a good role model. And I hope that she thinks that like me putting on a bright yellow shirt, which is not my thing and getting out there and striking some funny poses with my big foam roller will make her laugh and sort of remember that during this pandemic, we had levity and she also was aware of me like texting with all these other women and um, that we can still find connection even though we're, we are physically different or distant, so. And different, that's awesome. And different. <laughs> it works both ways, oh my gosh, that's very cool. Yeah, yeah. The 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 um your baton was the foam rollers you said. So you just like left that by your front door or something? I mean, how did you didn't run with that, right? No, we did not run with it. I um my true confession is I live up a really steep hill, um <laughs> and I drive three quarters of a mile down the hill and park by a Vermont covered bridge for most of my runs. So I just left nice. the foam roller in my car so we could easily pose with it. Excellent. Excellent. We fully support the driving to the start. I actually thought about doing that for my second leg because I um, want my mileage for my first um, leg was shorter than I would have liked to do because it was so hilly and on trail and unfamiliar to me. And so I thought, oh, well, I could drive up the ridge and park at the top so that I'm only running on the flat there. And I'm like, yeah, no, 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 that's too complex. I'm just going to stay and run back and forth on my flat streets right near my house. But um, so we fully support that. Yeah. There you go. Hey, I have to, so Sarah shared her Vermont anecdote. Are you near the course of the Vermont, the half marathon, the covered bridges half marathon in Vermont? E we are. That's actually the course I did for the half marathon in July. I'm super close to my house. And that's most of my long runs are on that beautiful river road. Oh my gosh. So my younger sister and I, who used to, both my sisters went to University of Vermont. So pulling out all, all, all things maple syrup. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we, we ran that together, um, when she worked, she works in the admissions office after, uh, she graduated and we have, we had Kelly green t-shirts that said, I heart Vermont cotton. Um, I still have it. I, I have such fond memories of that race. Um, so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was like one of those, like, kind of just throw it to the whim. Let's go run a half marathon. Eh, like back when I used to be able to do that. <laughs> Super fun. You live in a beautiful part of the world. Very lucky. Yeah. You should come back and at least walk it if you can. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll cheer. I'll jump out from the covered bridge and like scare people or something. <laughs> you could bike it. I could bike it. Yeah, there you go. 
So, so, and Emily, you know, you talked about the, that you, your teammates are still texting each other and supporting each other. I mean, do you kind of envision the vibe of Relay Weekend going to carry through the next three months of the Love Series or I don't know what, how do you envision this playing out? I absolutely do. I think that um, it just, it makes this all feel more personal rather than just this paper or this Facebook group we're part of. It's really these people um, and just thinking about, you know, somebody today said their knee was tweaked and I shared that my knee was tweaked early on and I ended up doing telehealth physical therapy and they told me I have to stretch before I run, which was, you know, my big aha moment this year. Um, and <laughs> we were sort of trading stretching ideas. Um, and I just, I feel like there are, you just learn from your own stories and you learn from other people's stories. Um, you know, and I'm one of the people that at least hopes to do the, the full, uh, 30 miles in 24 hours in, in November. And I'm definitely going to need those people to be cheering me on because everyone else in my life just thinks it's totally crazy that I'm doing this. Yeah. Go Emily. I'll cheer you on too, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> from, from a bridge, I'll jump out in the middle of the night. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Emily. Good luck with um, good luck with your fall, and um, thanks for being a great uh, you know stepping up to the relay wrangler job. Thank you for thanks. all you guys do. Thank you, Emily. Bye bye. Well, yeah. So now we got it's going to be a little bit of a hard act to follow in September, but we'll make it work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like this was not meant to be like, oh, you missed out at all. It was more celebrating how connected we can all feel. And I'm um, going back to that accountability thing. You know, if you need that, tell somebody, right? Tell somebody mm -hmm. from your running club, tell somebody on the Facebook page. I mean, I've seen people in the Train Like a Mother Club, in Many Happy Miles, on the AMR page. If you need somebody to be, say, okay, I'm going to go run three miles today. And you need to tell somebody that you've done that. That is, you know, definitely something that I recommend doing. I mean, that's the beauty. I would say that's almost 80% of the reason to have a coach, you know, mm -hmm. is if you have an individual, you know, if you're training for something big, because you have to be accountable to them and they, they, they're making sure that you're on track and um, a regular Bammer can do that just as well. Yeah, exactly. And as Emily, you know, alluded to, you know, so oftentimes the, the non- running people in your life are just like, yeah, whatever. I don't quite get what it is, but you know, all the people in the other mother community, wherever you find us, they're going to, they're going to get what it means to you. And that's important. Absolutely. So, so well, it is too late to join our love 2.0 relay, um, but your kids can get in on the love action later this month. We're launching love the run you're with junior 2.0, a six week program with fun fitness boosting sessions every day for kids ages four to 12 we're kind of envisioning junior as a stand-in for PE classes as so many students are doing distance learning. It's being designed by our heart rate and triathlon coach, Liz Waterstrott, a mom with her own young kiddos, and she's bringing a very playful sense to the entire program. You can register at trainlikeamother.club starting the week of September 14. And don't worry, I'll remind you again. Our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many happy miles. Sarah, catch the baton. <laughs> <laughs>